Light beer, dark money. Agree on something. Politics, culture, and the intersection of faith, freedom, and free enterprise. And now, here are your hosts, Light Beer, Chris Clements, and Dark Money, Sean Noble. Welcome back. I'm Sean Noble. I'm Chris Clements. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Wherever you are, and whenever you're listening. So That's from The Truman Show. Yes, it was a great movie. That is that is that is Jim Carrey's greatest movie. Oh, huh. No, there's a good there's a we, we can go off on another tangent, wow. but in terms of the one he probably should have won the Oscar for, I think the Truman Show was great. Um, yeah, it was it was that was a phenomenal show. He was a great Riddler too. I know some people are detractors on that, but he was. Um, I mean, Pet Detective. Liar, yeah, liar. I mean, <laughs> I, I, th- those weren't Oscar winners. No, no, win, but, you but know, they were just Oscar nominated performances. Pretty darn funny. Truman Show um, showed a different side to him. Yeah, you know, true. Although his comeback as Doctor Robotnik and Sonic is just amazing, and I know you're not even there again yet. Nope. But I had a boy who's grown out of that now, but was a Sonic the Hedgehog. Everything was Sonic. Hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised by that movie. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. Jim Carrey stole the entire movie. That's interesting. And they have the second one coming out in like two weeks. There you go. So I had the opportunity last week to visit your alma mater, USC. Fight on. And uh, I spoke at a, 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 a up, upper class comms class that's uh, focused on political communications. and At Annenberg. Uh, at Annenberg. Hmm. And it was, it was a great experience. Really? I really enjoyed it. How did that and, come about? Uh, the professor is a guy that uh, used to work for Frank Luntz, and he and I had worked on some projects together years ago. Oh, great. And uh, so he... There weren't any protesters as you walked in the class? <laughs> no. People weren't trying to shout you he down? Kept it, he kept it under wraps with just his class, I think. I think if the administration had known, they might have had an issue. But they would have. No, I... I because apparently, you know, free speech is a big issue on college campuses. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing there wasn't any admin people. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what in happened last week at Yale Law School. Yeah. Yeah. That could have happened to you. That's true. I doubt it. But <clears throat> um, I, was, I was very uh, impressed with how engaged the students were. So these are some comms majors. There were. This was a 400 level class. Yeah. So seniors mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that they just had just come off spring break. So, uh, they were, they were eyed and bushy tailed. They were, they, they were lucid. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it was, I, they asked really, really solid questions. Um, and it gave me a chance to, to tell some pretty fun stories. Um, but what were some of the questions they asked you? Well, the, I, I, I'm 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 concerned about the educational system in America and well, and I, these but, but the fa- but this the fact gave that me they, hope. These okay. these students gave me hope in the future. That's great. Um, I'm I'm guessing you know we didn't really talk about philosophy. I'm I'm guessing most of them probably lean left. Um, there might be a, a handful or so that didn't, um, but. They asked 
the one question was, you know, you were with John Shad. They'd obviously done some research on me. Did anybody ask you about how you're the Prince of Dark Money? No. Uh, they didn't really do much of their research, did they? Well, they they got a kick out of the name of our podcast. Oh, so did you promote the podcast? I, did, I promoted the podcast. Oh, great. Well, shout out to all you <laughs> Trojans out there listening. Fight on. Fight, fight on. Um, so... The, the one of the questions was, uh, you know, you were John, you were with John Shattuck during the nine eleven crisis and during the financial crisis a few years later. You know, how did you deal with those things, and did, how has it shaped how you deal with crises in your professional life now? Hmm. Which I thought was a pretty good question. Yeah. Um, so uh, one other question was, uh, this was asked. So there is there was a student there um, who is from Safford. Oh wow! Which is where I was born. Yeah, uh, she was pretty excited to to see a a Safford boy, an Arizona. <laughs> I was, you know, impressed that we had Safford represented at USC. Oh, good. Um, but she asked a question about you know having grown up in a small town, and uh, how have have you, you know, your philosophy or values. How have they stayed the same? How has that influenced your philosophy and values? And, you know, what's stayed the same? What's changed? I thought that was a pretty, pretty How did you answer question. that? That's a great question. I said that, uh, well, having grown up in a very religious uh, household, uh, that there were a number of things in, in a very conservative household. I was obviously philosophically pretty much the same as where I was growing up. I'm probably socially a little bit more moderate. Um than I was back then. Really? Yeah. See, but, I didn't. I did not know that about you. Yeah, you know. I. In which way? In what ways are you more socially moderate? Well, I. I think. Uh, I. I have no problem with with gay marriage. Okay. So, and I, growing up, I would have definitely had an issue with that. So that's that's a, a probably the the most obvious example of where I've evolved on that issue or changed. Did they ask you about that? No, no. Um, there were questions about, uh, you know, how do you deal with, you know, either creating a brush fire or, or defending and, and, you know, so talk about opposition, opposition research yeah. and, you know, negative campaigning and hits like that. So I was able to tell the story about, uh, when I was in, uh, helping with Tom Coburn's Senate race, and they had a vicious TV commercial attack uh, and how we dealt with that. So overall, it was a very engaging conversation. And uh, I, I think I might get, get a chance to go back oh, next semester great. and, you know, I'll continue be, to be a little. Be adjunct professor at the University of I don't know about California. that, but uh, I'll be a, a visiting speaker yeah. on the regular. So Well, that's great. Yeah. So that's, I was I was impressed with your alma mater. Yeah, it's a beautiful. I had forgotten how beautiful that campus is. Well, in the Annenberg. So which you were in the new Annenberg building, well, was, right next no. to the bookstore, or were you in the I was older in the Wallace one? Wallace Annenberg? It's it's kitty corner to some field, like a stadium ish looking. Okay, like so it's, yeah, stadium. it's kitty corner to Heritage Hall and and um, all that over there, and that's one of the most beautiful parts of campus. Yeah, kind of tucked in the. In the trees and everything. Yeah. Is that where you were? Yeah. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, that's that's an amazing part of campus. I used to just go there and kind of hang out and sit and yeah, watch the world go by. I had a 
I lurked. I had a little bit of a, you know, time. You go to between. the bookstore, get some swag. No, I didn't. I thought about it. I should have. Should have brought me back something. Yeah, you're right. I, I feel bad what's about that. What's wrong with now. you? I don't know. I wasn't thinking. Yeah. So. Well, I think what's encouraging about you being invited to go on campus is that there's this, you know, right now we're there's a crisis in free speech, especially yes. on college campuses where conservative speakers, and this is not a new thing, but it's getting more vitriolic, where where people are being shattered down and and um, threatened. By physically and and well, and, it actually that, that leads to one of the other and, great. And, and so communication, you being invited is one thing. It's a closed classroom. You know, he probably laid some ground rules and what have you. I'm sure some people took your picture and tweeted it out or, or did something, whatever. But but if we lose free speech, if we lose the ability to to speak truth and and or, and just a, have a discussion. Within a college setting, which is supposed to be where you have those discussions, we're going to lose this country. Yeah. Well, and I was I was very so there was a question about you know how do you deal with how do we change because I talked a lot about how how vitriolic the political debate has been and, and I was asked a question about um, how you know is there a way to change it I said ultimately the most important way to change it is you. That, that as people who engage in political discourse, we have to be kind. We, we can be agreeable in our disagreements. We don't have to be assholes. We can, we can have very strong opinions. You know, there are children strong. who listen to this show. I just want you to Sorry. Know. Yeah. No. I, I was informed of that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> when I dropped another F-bomb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When you drop the f bomb, and sorry, like, sorry. Good friend of mine um, had his kids in the car. He's ooh. like, "What was that?" I'm like, oh. Okay, sorry. I apologize. Um, the thing I did that was wrong, <laughs> <laughs> but I it's apologize. free speech. <laughs> you know, well, vulgarity is not necessarily. Uh, I mean, it's free speech, but it's not necessary. But we have people being banned for all sorts of things. People being taken off Twitter. People being being uh, canceled. And the cancel culture is all the rage right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at an article in, in Town Hall. Tucker Carlson hits back on Twitter for censoring his account. You know, for for retweeting things that were taken off, like the Babylon Bee and, and some of the transgender well, issues. Well, how in the world on. is the Babylon Bee? T- I mean, it's flipping. They're, they're man of the fake, year. I mean, tweet. it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it is literally parody. Yeah, it's all parody. But, but that, we can go into those issues at another time, but it, I, I, I guess I'm a purist, and maybe I'm, I'm more of a liberal, dare say, or a classical liberal, or maybe a liberal from the 1970s or 60s in terms of speech. Like I, I truly believe, like I will defend your right to say stupid stuff. I will defend your right to say racist stuff. I will defend your right to say whatever you feel that you need to say, even though I disagree with it. Yeah. Because, well, it, because that's what this country was founded on. I mean, you think about college campuses in the 60s. The, the people who were protesting and fighting for free speech, and they would, they've got to be just... I mean, well, Ira Glassman, who was the head of the ACLU, who defended Nazis and their right to march in Skokie, Illinois, yeah, in the middle of the Jewish community. I mean, he got a lot of grief for that. But his position was... We have to protect the First Amendment, yeah, because it's 
it is about things we don't agree with, but we've got to be able to have the ability to have debate and, and the exchange of ideas. I mean, and this is how topsy-turvy things have become. So I'm listening to a, to a podcast yesterday, and I forwarded it on to you, and I'm not even a, a big fan of Megyn Kelly, but for some reason she had RFK Jr. on. I go, oh, I want to listen to this because here's a guy who's from this iconic family. Right. I mean, basically staunch defenders of the First Amendment, you know, better or for worse, who's being canceled all over the country for having a contrarian view on vaccines. On vaccines, yeah. And also for writing a book based, called The Real uh, Tony Fauci, basically blasting Dr. Fauci for making millions and millions of dollars off of the policies he's pursued over the last 30, 40 years. Interesting. Most, most very accurate book, and he's been blasted for it. And, uh, and, and yet he, he made the point. He said, I've, I've defended Nazis for saying, for being able to march. I've defended it. And now I'm being canceled for being critical of, of some policies that have brought some harm to, uh, to certain mem- members of the population. Yeah. I mean, he made great points about how the shutdowns have, have hurt the poor, that, that the entire Fauciism is a war on the poor. And and ma- it made some other great points just about about the economic calamities that our that our country has endured for what over well, the last and, several and, years, and, and, and yet he's calamities. being counseled. Yeah, the counseled. health calamities. I mean, one thing that we both saw yesterday was this new report out that there have there were more alcohol related deaths for the population under sixty five in the in the U S. last year than of COVID. Yeah. And that's well, and that goes into into the discussion of with COVID <laughs> or from COVID. <laughs> well, and I then, mean, and then from COVID is probably even less. But uh, but the alcohol piece is something that I read that article and I was deeply troubled by it, principally because uh, there are politicians here locally. I personally reached out to and said, do not shut things down. Don't shut down the restaurants. Don't shut down the bars. Don't shut down anything, because first of all, those are those are workers that are some of our most vulnerable, mm-hmm. because they work, they work paycheck to paycheck, and and you're gonna you're gonna see an increase, and, and don't shut down any businesses either. Don't. I was a hundred percent against shutdowns because of of exactly what what that report said. We're gonna see increase in drug abuse, depression alcohol abuse, and then everything that comes with that, spousal abuse, child abuse. Right, um, right. And, and we've seen all of that because of the policies pursued by the last administration and this administration. Yeah. Um, so, but, but a year ago, you know, you could be canceled for saying that the Wuhan lab, you know, created, created COVID. Or you could actually not saying it, but, but saying... That's a possibility. A possibility that that that's that COVID came from the Wuhan lab as a leak, and you would be canceled from YouTube yeah. and everything else. And now, it's given due consideration. Well, maybe so, even more so, than due consideration. So yesterday's misinformation is today's fact. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've you know I'm, I'm ranting, but I just feel like we're at a really dangerous place in our country, where you have a panel one of liberal, one of conservative, they're going to have a discussion. They're going to have a debate. 
and you have leftists coming in and shouting them down and and threatening them with bodily harm, which is what happened at Yale Law yeah. School last week. Right. I was outraged by that. Well, and so for you to go to the University of Southern California, one of the most prestigious universities in the country, as the prince of dark money and be able to speak freely at, a, at an Annenberg communications class is a victory. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a victory. That's good. I'll, I'll take it as a victory. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, at some point there's going to be a whiplash. Maybe it's already begun, to st- begun but the those that are trying to suppress speech uh, ultimately will fail uh, because their overreach is going to be just too much. Yeah. It just depends on how much damage they can do until that happens. And I think that's why we have to stay vigilant on protecting the right of people to say what they believe, even or, when we think it's outrageous. Or I mean, just... just or just raise on, questions. Even what's going on in, in Ukraine, you have this... Uh, I mean, I'm bringing up Tucker Carlson again and, and Tulsi Gabbard. They were they were labeled Russian assets two weeks ago for just asking what the end game in there. Who's making the money? Yeah. Who's who's going to benefit most from our policies in Ukraine? And what 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 do we need to do to make sure that we don't get into a quagmire? That's all they were asking. Yeah. You're a Russian asset. You know, we can't go there. You know, I will defend anyone's right to say stupid stuff or or stuff that makes other people upset. Yeah. Well, then we will be. The Maybe we'll get canceled for saying what we just yeah, said. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. We're just All a right. little small. Yeah. Well, small part of the body politic. Thanks to USC and the students there. For yeah, USC has a football right. team. I heard that. They had a practice the other day. They did. I should have gone by. And it was called by Colin Cowherd, the most perfect practice ever. That's what he, that's what he said. He tweeted that uh, out. So there's some high hopes for USC this, this coming season. Well, I mean, Lincoln Riley comes in and he, you know, he bought a $14 million home in Palos Verdes. (laughs) You just leave this place. But uh, yeah. So hopefully he wins. Better. He's going to, Hopefully he wins that house if he doesn't. I, I certainly will be there at the first game against against Rice. I'm, I'm sure you will. <laughs> All right, we'll fight on. <laughs> fight on. Have a great one, folks. Thanks for listening.